Welcome to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast. When you're trying to get pregnant, whether naturally or with the help of a fertility doctor, weight loss can better your chances of success. I'm Dr. Stephanie Fine, and I help you do just that. Let's go. Hello, fabulous. Welcome back to the Weight Loss for Fertility podcast, where we help you change your relationship with food so you lose weight easily without deprivation or restriction, and you have that skill for life. That way, you get to be the weight you want at any point, all points of your life for the rest of your life. And you get to pass down your new, easy, drama-free relationship with food to your kids. That's so big. It's just a win-win-win. There are over 15 hours of ideas and concepts which you have access to right now from wherever you get your podcasts. So go ahead and check out from the beginning, Weight Loss for Fertility. And you can go right on through from episode one. And if you have any topics you want me to discuss or questions for me in general, feel free to DM me on Instagram at stephaniefinemd or reach out on my website at stephaniefinemd.com. Okay, so today... I got a good one for you. We tackle decisions. There are so many decisions that we have to make on a daily basis in life in general, some big and some small. What to have for lunch, when to send that email, who to marry, where to live, when to speak up. On the fertility journey, each decision can feel not just big, but momentous, like huge And they feel like and can actually deal with life or death. As a physician, I'm familiar with this feeling, especially when I was practicing in the hospital. Oh, it's so challenging. And yet decisions have to be made. How comfortable we feel with making the decision and the decision itself can affect our eating and weight. And for those of us who use food to cope with uncomfortable feelings, difficult decisions can have us stuck in an overeating loop of epic proportions, depending on how long we have to make the decision and its ultimate outcome. The answer to this is to comfort ourselves with things other than food. This is one of the answers. And we can train ourselves to use non-food coping behaviors, swapping them for sleeves of cookies. Check out episode 10 for how to make and use a comfort list. If we're uncomfortable Sometimes we just need comfort and we're allowed. So there might be deeper meanings and we'll go into that a little bit about why you have the discomfort, but at the time you are maybe uncomfortable and you need a distraction or some comfort and you're allowed, you're human. So finding comfort in a hug or a connection with a friend or by petting your dog can go a long way to easing the feelings around decision-making rather than using the food to stuff it down, because of course that results in weight we don't want. That is one aspect of it. In the discomfort of deciding on a decision, making a decision, we can use comfort, non-food comfort. But another way to ease the discomfort around decisions is to remove the unnecessary judgment. This is a theme. If you go through those 15 hours, you will hear this over and over again. Because unnecessary judgment causes so much suffering. I actually argue that this is way more effective at getting rid of the suffering we put ourselves through when it comes to decision-making. 
okay? I was talking to a client recently who had a decision to make that wasn't clear cut. So there was no definitive right or wrong and she made the decision amazing, but found herself revisiting the decision. And it led to a great discussion that we had about how we treat ourselves after we make a decision. And that's the key, my friends. That's the suffering I'm talking about. That is the suffering we can do something about. That revisiting over and over again a decision we already made. Not only can we feel better about the decisions we make, but we can also get better at making them when we know we can trust ourselves. How do we do this? Here it is. This is the punchline. We refuse to beat ourselves up for any decision we make. Full stop. We refuse to beat ourselves up for any decision we make or made. We no longer allow ourselves to berate ourselves for any decision we make going forward or in the past. Does that sound radical? Okay, here's how I see it. We are good decision makers, maybe even great decision makers. We research and ask questions and gather information and seek experts, and we know as much as can be known at the time, as much as we want to know, as much as we can handle at the time. We do the best we can given the information we have at the time. I believe that. When we make a decision, we have all the information we were able to gather. Now that could be in a split second, you just have a little bit of information, but that's all you had access to. Or you may research and and find a lot of information, and then you have that information. But it's really important to think and to understand and to adopt this idea that we do the best we can given the information we have at the time. And if that's the case, we can't beat ourselves up. It's not fair. We may know everything that is knowable, and we certainly don't know the things that aren't knowable. So we make a decision because one has to be made to move forward. Okay, done. Good job. Yay. Very grown up of you. You're making decisions. It's hard. It is grown up to make decisions, partly because of all this stuff that we're talking about, the stuff that goes on before and after. But then depending on the outcome, or if new information is available after the decision has been made, then we can be relentless about berating ourselves for making the wrong, that's in air quotes, wrong decision. And that is totally unfair. And frankly, I will not let you do it anymore. It's just banned. Now, I rarely ban ban things, right? There's usually a discussion or an understanding or looking, but in this case, I see no way around just refusing, just letting your mind not go there, asking it to not go there. When it does go there, stop it in its tracks. Now, you don't have to be mean to the meanness. You can just say, oh, we don't do that anymore. So a decision had to be made and we made it and we did the best we could with the information and energy we had at the time. 
So from now on, we have our own back. We do not turn around and yell at our sweet past self. She did the best she could. Honestly, earnestly, she was doing the best she could for her future self, you. And we love her, this past self. She was brave and vulnerable and she made a decision. Thank you, past self. Especially, listen to this, especially if she knew what might happen. If she knew that she was leaving herself open to be attacked in making the decision. And she still made a decision, sweet thing. So this idea of of being afraid of the backlash that we'll give ourselves is the reason some of us are paralyzed about making decisions. Because we hate the feeling of getting beat up after the fact. And it's really unfair. Because it's the past. And we're not going to do it anymore. So instead, we will strengthen the relationship with ourselves by protecting our past self. We've got her. She is safe. She's safe to make decisions. It's such a mean thing to do to ourselves because there's nothing that can be done about the past. It's in the past. So unless you have a time machine, it's over. So to berate ourselves about it is not only useless, but detrimental. Second guessing and punishing ourselves is a mask for feeling the disappointment of an unwanted outcome. It's a pretend way to feel like we have more control over the world than we actually do. It somehow feels like if we beat ourselves up, yeah, that we were pretending we had more control. We didn't. We made a great decision back then. It just didn't turn out the way we wanted. And that's a bummer. And this feeling out of control, like like it didn't matter how good we've been or how much research we did. If the decision didn't turn out well, it's like things happen. It just feels so terrible to feel out of control. We like to feel in control. We are powerful and we're used to having things go our way, being able to make things happen. That's a lot of our jobs are about that and we're good at it. But not everything is under our control and that is scary. It's hard to admit because then we'd have to face that bad things just happen sometimes through no fault of our own or the doctors or our partners or anyone. Stuff happens. It's so annoying. And rather than feel scared and disappointed and sad, we turn around and blame ourselves and make ourselves feel awful. Shame and blame and guilt feel much worse than out of control and disappointed. And mostly because we're going to feel the out of control and disappointed anyway. Like once we get over the shame and blame, if we do, and after how many pints of ice cream, we're still going to have to feel the out of control and disappointment because that is life. And we just can't ever escape that part. And it's a bummer. 
But that layer of shame and blame just makes things worse. And it's unnecessary. We don't actually have to do it. And that's the piece that's so important to see. We can remove that terrible feeling, the shame and the blame, and then we can just process the sadness. And shame and blame are feel so uncomfortable that we definitely, if we're prone to eat over a feeling, we're definitely going to eat over shame and blame. We can oftentimes feel disappointment and, and sort of work with it, but shame and blame feels so bad sometimes that that's where the, the sort of uncontrolled, unconscious eating can come. And if we're doing the shame and blame on a pa- on a decision we made in the past, we're eroding our relationship with ourselves. So if we blame ourselves, we're eroding that relationship with ourselves because there's nothing we could have done differently. And if we're blaming someone else, we're eroding the relationship with them. Again, because there's nothing they could have done differently. I mean, they may have been able to do something differently at the time, but now you're in the future, so there's definitely nothing that can be done differently. And eroding the relationship we have with ourselves is the quickest way to gain weight. And eroding that relationship, not having a trusting relationship with ourselves, leads to sort of anxiety, you know, like low-grade anxiety, deep sadness, angst, and it makes it hard to get anything done in life. It's like having to pull a heavy weight through life. And in some cases, it's, it's literal weight like that we have on our bodies. We want a trusting relationship with ourselves. That is the foundation for so much. We want to be able to depend on ourselves so that we know we're there for ourselves when we need ourselves most. A lot of ourselves. (laughs) But you know what I'm saying. Like when we're making hard decisions or dealing with difficult news, we really want to be able to depend on ourselves. And what does that mean? That means we're not going to beat ourselves up. We're not going to blame ourselves. We're going to feel sad together. Our past self and our present self can feel sad together not blaming, because remember, we did the best we could with the information we had at the time. We sincerely made the best decision we could. And it's unfair to think otherwise or to act as if it wasn't the best decision that could have been made at the time. The secret to being able to make decisions you feel good about is making them and then refusing to beat yourself up for it. That's it. This is how you make decisions you feel good about. You make the decision and then you refuse to beat yourself up over it. And of course, if you're doing that, if you're refusing to beat yourself up, you will know that, right? So the decisions in the future will be easier to make because you know you have your own back. Instead, if you get bad news or or anything that negative that comes from a decision that we've made, we notice the feelings of fear, uncertainty, disappointment, longing, And we acknowledge them as normal human emotions around a decision that means a lot to us. 
It's part of the 50-50 of life. 50% good feelings and 50% bad feelings. You know, there we can't know good feeling if we don't know bad feeling. It's yin-yang. You know, there's like that idea of light, dark, day, night. There's 50% good feelings, 50% bad feelings, no matter what. And sometimes decisions end in the 50% not so good. Sometimes they end up in the 50% great, amazing. We love those. We usually aren't eating over those. It's the, the disappointment and the fear that we're afraid to feel. And so to, to pretend that we had some control over it, we beat ourselves up. The better we get at noticing our normal human feelings and allowing them to pass through us without blocking them by resisting them, or shoving them down with food, the less we'll need to eat when we aren't hungry. And the natural consequence of that is permanent weight loss. And a happier life with more ease, grace, and compassion. Truly, it really is. When we can notice our emotions, not beat ourselves up over any emotions, not resist our emotions, allow even the hard ones, when we can tolerate the hard ones with a hug and rest and, uh, you know, um, a walk, when we can figure out how to manage the inevitable difficult feelings that come from being alive, then we have sort of mastery over ourselves and our decisions. Our emotions aren't dragging us around anymore. We're noticing them. We're allowing them to be there and we don't eat over them. And for us, in terms of weight loss, this is the key. When we're practiced at allowing uncomfortable emotions, then we don't have to eat to hide them. And the eating to hide them doesn't work. I mean, it works temporarily, but then we have weight we don't want and we have to deal with the feeling. And often we have to deal with shame and judgment also based on that on the overeat, which by the way, episode 16, guilt-free eating, it talks about that in terms of how we, how we deal with ourselves after an overeat. And it has some of these same flavors of, of non-judgment. It's a goodie too. Guilt-free eating, episode 16. So it really, really works this way. Permanent weight loss can happen if we're allowed to have our feelings. So now you know how to make decisions and feel good about them. It's that you have your own back. You're not going to beat yourself up. And you're going to know that you've made the best decision that you could make at the time with the information you had. It's so good. This is such an important thing. It's, we can practice it and then we can start. It, it's like an upward spiral that each time we don't beat ourselves up, we're more willing to make a decision and then we're not beating ourselves up and it goes up and up and up. And then we're making confident decisions and we know we can handle whatever happens. It's such a good feeling to know that you have your own back, that you'll be there no matter what, no blaming just loving and understanding. 
and I can help you with this. Lose weight with me. Reach out on Instagram at stephaniefinemd or my website, stephaniefinemd.com. I would love to help you with this. It's what I do, my favorite, favorite thing. And I'm sending you so much love and so much um, good wishes for easy decisions. I wish they were all easy decisions. I know they're not, but I know you can do it and I know you can handle anything that comes afterwards because you're amazing. I love you. If you follow, share, rate and review this podcast, you'll be helping it reach others just like you and making their journey with weight loss and fertility just a bit easier. Lighten their load. Share in your groups and social media. Thank you, fabulous.